Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. I would ask you to take your seats now so we can move forward in our service. It is now time for our announcements. The first thing that I will say is that we apologize that Mount Calvary guest Wi-Fi is not available at this time. We are working to get the issue fixed. So if you're used to running your tablets on the Wi-Fi here, it's not working right now. So uh, just please be patient uh, with us until that situation gets remedied. The Widows and Widowers Ministry will meet on today, March 1st, immediately following service in the Mount Calvary Atrium. All widows and widowers are encouraged to attend. Mount Calvary's next church conference has been scheduled for Sunday, March 8th at 4 p.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear what is currently going on here at Mount Calvary and hear God's vision for the Mount Calvary family for 2020 and beyond. First-time church conference attendees will receive a special gift. Mount Calvary will host the historic African-American art exhibit of Southwest Ohio here at the church from March 8th through April 5th. For the kickoff next Sunday, March 8th, wear your favorite church hat. So those of you who do wear hats, and since we have a hat-making pastor, there's also that opportunity there, but wear your favorite church hat next Sunday, March 8th. And just so you know, Hello. Just so you know, March 8th, we have a time change also. So we are moving forward. Spring ahead. March 9th at 6 p.m., Montgomery County will have their oratorical contest at Bethlehem Baptist Church, 70 Holland Camp Avenue, Dayton, Ohio. And our winners from Mount Calvary will compete against other sister churches within the county. So come out and support our young people who are doing a marvelous job for the kingdom. The men's ministry of Mount Calvary will be hosting a men's breakfast for all men on March 14th, 2020 from 8 to 10.30 a.m. in the church atrium. All men are welcome to come out and break bread together and share the good news about our risen Savior. 
this month's third Sunday fellowship service that was set for March 15th at 4 p.m. is now canceled. The next children's blessing service is scheduled for Sunday, March 29th, 2020, during the 10.30 a.m. worship hour. If you are a member of Mount Calvary and wish your family to be a part of this ceremony, stop by the member and guest services desk, call or email the church office at nm. C-C-L-U-R-E that's Natalie McClure at mountcalvarychurch.life and leave your name, your child's name and birth date and a phone number at which you can be reached. The last day to turn in your child's name is Monday, March 23rd. We also ask that a picture of your child be submitted by the same date either through the church office or by email. Attention, attention, attention. The 2019 giving statements are currently available. Just fill out the form and place in the boxes provided at each entrance. Your statement will be available for your pickup the following Sunday at the guest services desk or from someone in the, in the lobby and thanks for your cooperation as we move forward in excellence here at Mount Calvary. At this time, Pastor Samuel Winston Jr. and the Mount Calvary family extend our deepest sympathy to the family of Bessie Anderson and Brenda Allen. There is a change to the sick list. Rosalind Battle is now at home. So, Mount Calvary, we have made it through February in a leap year, and we are now moving into March, but the blessing is that he's allowed you yet another day. So this is the time in this place among like-minded people that you have an opportunity to give thanks and praise for the this great God who has kept you from January 1st to this very time. So at this time, at the rest of the service, don't miss out on the opportunity to give him praise. Be blessed of the Lord. Good morning, Mount Calvary. It's such an awesome thing to be here with you today. If we could, everybody kind of draw your mind in and open up your heart for whatever God has for you today. In Jesus' name, and we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we worship you. This day, Lord my God, as the word comes forth, out of your servant, allow our hearts to be open to receive. Where it fits, let us wear it. Where it comes to correct, let us be open to correction. Where it comes to encourage, let us receive and be happy. 
cover your people. You know what each of us have need of. And for that, we give you glory. We give you honor. Bless the man of God. Give him strength and wisdom to do what it is that you have called for him to do in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, good morning. Let's take a time now. Perhaps you haven't greeted your neighbors. Let's do that now. It's good to be together with the saints one more time. And we came here on one accord just to lift up the name of Jesus and praise him and give him glory today. Give him glory today. Give him glory, give him glory. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. As we stand, please. Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5 says, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called for your help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So we came to exalt him today. And exalt means we're going to give him some praise. We, we praise him. We came to worship him today. And he told us to sing the praises of the Lord. So we're going to do that today. We're going to sing. You know, we can't all talk at the same time and be understood. But when we sing, we're all on one accord. And so that's what we came to do. Sing praises to the Lord today. Your name is great. 
saints of God. We serve an absolutely wonderful God who is worthy of praise. He has brought us safely through another week and allowed us to see the beginning of a new week and we're grateful just to be here, just, just to be here with the saints. Maybe it was easy for you to get up and out, but somebody sitting close by you may have had to struggle to get here, couldn't wait to get here. Just to give God praise with the saints. Did anybody come to praise him today? Thank you, sir. Yeah, we're grateful. We are, um, we're getting ready to bring our gifts to the king. But I wanted to uh, remind you, make you aware that we kick off the capital campaign today for the BJW Center. Uh, Brother Sandifer has been telling you for a few weeks uh, about the envelopes that the ushers have available. If you want to put uh, your capital campaign contribution in those envelopes, you can. If you need one, uh, if you would indicate it, the ushers will be glad to serve you. Just let them know that you need an envelope. Uh, if you're giving by Givelify, um, the finance team told me last year uh, we, we, we have officially crossed the mark 
60% of all the giving that was given was given uh, on Givelify. If you're giving by Givelify, um, you can get on your Givelify app, and when you open it up to give, uh, you will see a, an envelope that says Vision to Victory. Vision to Victory. And that's the, uh, that's the envelope you can give on. If you have your pledge cards uh, today, you can put them in the uh, you can put them in the basket. If you don't have it today, that's all right. Uh, if the Lord gives us another Sunday, you can bring it back next week, and uh, and we'll we'll get started. About two and a half million dollars is what we are looking for for the renovation of the BJW Community Center across the parking lot that will house the Victory School, our early childhood education program, and uh, and provide a place to partner uh, with some, some human services and community service agencies. Uh, they have expertise. We have space and people. Let's work together and get it done for kingdom's sake, for kingdom purpose, all right? Listen. Um, those of you who were who may not have been here, um, we've been in this building for four years, but we've got a history. Do you hear me? We got a history with the Lord, and uh, and about uh, about a million and a half, one point seven million dollars it costs to get into this building, and uh, and the Lord did it. The Lord did it. And we didn't have to go to a bank to borrow to do it. The Lord did it. And he's going to do it again. All right? Uh, so we, we're going to kick off today. We'll see how much we can raise in this one Sunday. Listen, there is no secret what God can do. No secret what God can do. All right? Good. Come on. Uh, Brother Dion is coming to lead us in our offering uh, again, if you need a pledge card or you need a, uh, an envelope, raise your hands. The ushers will be glad to serve you. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. All right, so we know uh, envelopes. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Um, if you text in the give, the number is 937-543-543. 5169. There are a few hands who need envelopes up front. And also, um, Givelify. Givelify will bless your life if you let it. Um, Givelify will bless your life if you let it. So we have three ways to give. We still have a hand for our envelope. Two hands. One in the back. need an envelope in the back. How many are excited about what God is going to do in our community center? Yeah, yeah, excited. How many believe that God is going to do it? All right, all right. So at this time, if we're excited to give, please stand. Now only stand when you get that excitement inside of you. Once you're excited, please stand and follow the directions of the usher. 
God, we thank you for this opportunity to give. We take this gift and put it back in your hand, and may you be glorified in it and through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. There are some people waiting back at the back, so if there's a seat close to you, um, if you got anything in the seat, would you move it? And uh, if you're able, you can scoot over and they can just slide in the end. There's some uh, there's some space up here in the good seats, ushers. Y'all, <laughs> y'all bring them on up. Ige is not here today, is she? Is she working today? Or is she here? She's working today? Okay, I'll save it too. No, if I do that, the Lord only knows when we'll see it again. I just give it to her grandmother. That's the corrected certificate. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Sister Renee Akins, this church membership certificate is presented to you in recognition of your successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles you to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship. Welcome home. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. If you are visiting with us today, we would love to see who you are and where you are. If you don't mind, would you stand so we can see you? Visitors, God bless you. Mount Calvary, if there's somebody standing close to you, would you make sure they know how we feel about them? <laughs> you've chosen to worship with us. Let me make a few observations at this uh, juncture in the service, and then we will continue on with our worship. Uh, would you keep Brother Bill Nielsen and his family in prayer? Um, his sister passed uh, this past week, um, 
Have you all had the services already? When March the 21st, here at 10, yes, ma'am. Certainly, we want to keep uh, the Nielsen's in our prayers. Uh, also, would you pray for Sister Bessie Anderson's family? You know, her, her daughters took her to uh, Michigan uh, in the last few years. She passed last week. Um, her funeral is going to be on Wednesday here at the church at noon. Wednesday here at the church at noon. Um, also, would you keep uh, Brother uh, Paul Allen and Brother Eugene Allen um, and their family in your prayer? Their sister, Brenda Allen Young, uh, she used to be a member here. Uh, she passed this week. The funeral is going to be also Wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning at the House of Wheat on Gettysburg. Wednesday at 10 o'clock at House of Wheat. The family will receive friends at 9. Would you keep uh, all of those families in your prayers? Don't forget that uh, next Sunday at 4 o'clock we will have church conference. Uh, for those who don't know what church conference is, uh, church conference is, uh, for lack of a better term, our business meeting uh, here at Mount Calvary where we come together, we see what God has done, what he is doing, uh, what's going on. We will talk a little bit about the corporate health of the church. Um, and if there are, if there are concerns, questions, um, issues, that's the time that, uh, that we'll talk about it as a family, all right? Uh, if you are scarred from the last church you were at, um, with the church business meeting and you said I'll never do that again um, that's not the kind of party this is alright um, come on and, uh, and see on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock the, uh, the winners of our church oratorical contest from last year our, from last week our church speech contest will go on to compete uh, in the county wide uh, speech contest that is going to be this coming Saturday at 10 o'clock at Bethlehem Baptist Church on Holland Camp. I'm sure uh, our young people would love to see some home faces when Monday the 9th. That's what I get for assuming that whatever date it was, it was Saturday. It is Monday, March 9th. At what time? 6 o'clock p.m. Okay. Monday, the 9th, at 6 p.m. at Bethlehem Baptist Church on Holland Camp. Um, let's certainly support with our presence, if possible, and most definitely with our prayers. I had a meeting in Toledo yesterday with the, uh, the women's president for our Ohio Baptist General Convention, and... Uh, one of the events that is sponsored by the Women's Auxiliary, um, the Ohio Baptist General Convention, where I serve as president, for those who don't know, uh, one of the uh, events that the Women's Auxiliary holds is what is called Georgia Miller Day. Uh, now, those who have been in Mount Calvary for 40 years or more, uh, you may remember the Georgia Miller, Georgia Miller Circle. Uh, it was a circle for young women 
Uh, we don't have a Georgia Miller circle anymore, but we do still have young women. And uh, if you are between the ages of 18 and 35 and would like to know um, more about uh, the day that is coming up on March the 14th, that is a Saturday, um, in Illyria, Ohio. Um, Minister Miko, would you wave, wave your hand, please? Would you see Minister Miko right after church um, so that you can give her your name and we can get you some information about the Georgia Miller Day? I promised President Lark that, uh, that Mount Calvary would have some representation there. Listen, we are trying to... Um, to make some difference and some shifts in the Ohio Baptist General Convention. And quite, fr quite frankly, Mount Calvary, I need your help to do it. I cannot do it alone, all right? So if we've got some young women, um, let's, uh, if you would, make yourself available. March 14th, it is an all-day affair. It's up in Illyria. That's close to Cleveland. Uh, but you will be back the same day. Where is Joshua Hamlet? There you are. Let me see. I got a long text from a proud auntie. You doing all right, sir? Let's see. It's probably just easiest if I read it. Uh, an offer was made to Joshua this week to join the 6th grade Ohio Stars AAU team. He finished up his Centerville Hustle season on Friday, February the 21st in a doubleheader championship game and his team won both games. For both games he had a total of 24 points, 12 rebounds and 5 blocks. The coach for the AAU program says that Joshua has excellent ball handling skills, control of the ball, and a great outside game. They're going to work with him on playing more aggressive in the paint uh, as the big guy in the floor. <laughs> um, gotcha. You're a little nervous about that level of play, but you got this, right? Yeah, you can do all things through Christ. Good. Where's your family, Brother Joshua? <laughs> Congrats. Nicely done. Mount Calvary has the privilege of hosting uh, the historic African American art exhibit of Southwest Ohio. Uh, it will begin next Sunday when you come in. You, you won't be able to miss uh, the artwork that's out that will be out in the lobby, uh, and it will run from March 8th through April the 5th. Um, we'll let you know some more details. There are um, the 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 exhibit will be open at sometimes during the week, and uh, we are proud that one of the pieces of art in the exhibit is um, is a picture. So the theme is African American churches. And, uh, and one of the churches that, that is featured in the exhibit is the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, the team is asking next Sunday, March 8th, is, uh, is the kickoff Sunday, and they are asking that you would wear your favorite church hat. 
They've got some uh, some things planned for us next Sunday, March 8th, where your favorite church hat. We will kick off the African American Art Exhibit of Southwest Ohio um, next week. I think I had one more thing. Got it. All right, the choir is going to come and lead us further in worship, and then we are going to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. search me Lord and you know me you know when I sit and when I rise you perceive my thoughts from afar you discern my going out and my lying down you are familiar with all my ways before a word is on my tongue Lord you know it completely You hear me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. We ask that you come forth uh, if you need prayer. We ask that deacons and ministers will step forward. And those of you who have a concern in your heart and mind, we are here to agree with you in prayer on that subject. And God knows your every thought. He knows what's going on. He knows the go He knows you're going out and coming in. He knows the after effect. He knows what's going to happen before you do. He knows everything, y'all. All you got to do is bring it to him. Just bring it to him in prayer. He will give you your rest. He will give you your peace. He's already working it out. He's already working it out. All we got to do is trust and believe in him. 
going through, you're not alone. God is walking it out with you. He's carrying you through it. He's holding you by your hand. He's ministering to your heart right now. He's giving you your peace. Whatever you need is in, is in Jesus. That a song we used to sing years ago called uh, God Cares. God does care. God loves us so much. And he loves us unconditionally. And we need to learn to have that same love for another unconditional love. That we love you no matter what. you for this opportunity time you have given unto us. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to rise up to give you praise, honor, and glory this day, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for answering our, our prayers, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for living, leaving us, nor forsaking us. We thank you, Lord God, for you are always there. No matter where we go, there you are, Lord God. You just said in your word. Wherever we go, if we go in our closet, there you are. If we go in our darkest room, there you are, Lord God. Whatever we go through and wherever we're at, there you are. And I thank you, Lord God. Even in our minds, you're there in our minds. So our thoughts need to be pure in you and pure in you, Lord God. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you for your love. We thank you, Lord, for your chastisement. We thank you, Lord, for your peace, your joy. We thank you, Lord, for long-suffering in us, Lord God. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Help us to forgive others quickly, Lord God, just as you forgive us. And, Lord, lead us through this day. Guide us throughout the course of this day. Give us what we need to make it through this day, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we praise you and we thank you. Amen.
I will sing your praise for you've done such a marvelous thing for someone so wretched yet you saw I have been redeemed. No one else could do it. No one could care. My soul was worth it. Yeah. So you gave your only
chapter 1 starting at verse 15 Ephesians 1 starting at 15 I'm, I'm reading from the new international version of the holy scriptures and here's how it begins for this reason Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus 
and your love for all God's people. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Verses 15 through 23 of Ephesians chapter 1, you may be seated. I don't want to forget, I wanted you to be as proud of, uh, of a couple of our members as I am. Um, Brother Michael Colbert, are you on the floor? There you are. Um, he's over here on this, on the, on the, wave your hand high. Um, this is Michael Colbert, one of our uh, members who's joined in the last maybe six months, a year, something like that. And um, I sat in a meeting with him uh, this week. I was privileged to present him, to introduce him in this meeting. For those of you who don't know, he serves as the county administrator for, Ohio, for Montgomery County. Uh, if you don't know what that means, uh, he runs the county, right? A um, billion-dollar budget, 4,000 employees, they fall under him. And the county is uh, trying to build some partnerships with churches, and, uh, and he presented the county's strategic plan in such a way that I almost got saved all over again, right? Um, I got him towels and water. And I was just really proud to be his pastor. Really proud to be his pastor. <clears throat> Miss Judy Reddick, where are you? There you are. Wave it. Give it. Yeah, we want to see who you are. Y'all know Miss Judy. Today... She celebrates 27 years free and clean from drugs and alcohol. Awesome God. What a savior he is. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I just wanted y'all to be as proud as I am of these two. 
keep my wife in prayer as we speak. She is uh, on a plane on her way headed back from Houston. Uh, keep her in your prayers as she travels. All right, let's get into the study. <clears throat> we are still looking at the church that Jesus built. Church that Jesus built. All year, we're taking a look at the biblical picture of church. Because I'm afraid that what the church has become is not what the Lord intended when he said upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Did you hear that? And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The promise that Jesus makes to his disciples is a promise of victory, but for the church that he established. When the church becomes something other than what Christ built, there is no promise of guaranteed victory. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it, shall not prevail against the church I'm building. The enemy will not prevail against what Jesus built. Maybe that's why we see so much church mess. Just maybe. That's why it seems like in so many instances the enemy is getting the upper hand because Jesus said the strength of hell, of hell would not prevail against what he built. And if what we have is not what he built, then there is no obligation on his part to bless it. Saints of God, the church is not the Sunday morning social club. The church is not even the social activist club. The church is not a pawn to be used by politicians to push a party agenda. The church is the very body of Christ, the pillar and ground of truth. And if we want to operate in the fullness of who we are, we must understand, we must get back to being the church that Jesus built. And so last week, we were introduced to the concept of being the body of Christ. We took a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul said to the Corinthian church, you are the body and individually members thereof. And today, for just a little while, I want to take a look at, um, at the church as the body of Christ again. Here in Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, in this letter to non-Jewish Christians, Paul writes to help them appreciate the dignity of their calling. He wants to help them understand who they are in Christ. He is providing some divine revelation into their very identity. He wants them to know that they are indeed and in fact the church of the living God. As a matter of fact, in this first chapter, he points out the praiseworthiness of what God has done for them. Uh, verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In other words, he's worthy because long before the foundation of the earth, long before, uh, long before we were thinking about him, long before we were even created, he had us on his mind. 
Before the world was even formed, he decided that we would be the focus of his love. Before he created the world, he decided to adopt us as his own and to make us look like him, not by beating it into us, but by his love. Paul is writing to remind these saints who heard the gospel and believed and were now sealed with the Holy Ghost of what they have in Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, I thank God for you and I pray for you, verse 16. And here's what I pray. I pray that the Lord would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray, verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened so that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Verse 19, I pray that the power that, that is available for you who believe, I pray you understand it. I want you to know the kind of power that is working on your behalf. And it is at this point that Paul seems to, to digress a little bit, that he seems to get a little carried away. It, it is a tangent, but it is certainly under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Of course, Paul says it's the same power that worked in Jesus when God raised him from the dead. When God seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that people call on not just in the present day but in the time to come and God placed everything under his feet and that's really where I want to park for a little while today on our way to the table starting at verse 22 let me let me talk from this thought where he is, we are. Would you say that with me? Where he is, we are. Where he is, we are. Now, I think we don't have a major problem um, because we preach it all the time where we are, he is. But I want to offer that the, that, that, that the converse, I think it's the converse, English majors, that the converse is also true. Where he is, we are. Let me show you what I mean. First of all, Paul shed some light on the master's dominion. The master's dominion, dominion. It's in the text. Here is what it says. And hath put all things under his feet. Listen to how the message Bible puts it. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all and has the final word on everything. My brothers and sisters, the church of Jesus Christ will never fully function in our intended purpose until we recognize and realize and remember and recall that God has put everything under Jesus' feet. There is nothing 
that Jesus doesn't have dominion over. I, I'm, let me, there is nothing too big, nothing too high, nothing too low, nothing too wide, nothing too powerful, nothing too quick, nothing too strong, nothing too heavy for Jesus. Let me, let me see if I... Come with me, y'all. Cancer is under his feet. Addiction is under his feet. Poverty is under his feet. Racism is under his feet. Government is under his... Even the devil... I know you don't believe it because we have characterized Satan as being God's equal and opposite. We have presented Satan as being able to do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. But I beg to differ. One of my favorite passages in, Bible, in the Bible, one of my favorite Bible stories involves a man named Job. Y'all remember Job? He was perfect and upright and minding his business, not knowing what was going on. But the part of the story that speaks to me is, uh, is not necessarily Job's story of loss and restoration, but the fact that God had a meeting with the sons of God, uh, if you will, let me put it in Winston translation, God has a staff meeting in heaven and the Bible said the sons of God came to present themselves before God and wouldn't you know it, seated at the table is Satan. God has a staff meeting and Satan is there. He didn't sneak in. He didn't break in. But he had to report. God said, what you been doing? Just going to and fro here and there, thither and yon. God said, have you considered, you need something to do, have you considered my servant Joe? And I know it doesn't line up with what we teach about Satan, but before he could do anything to Job, he had to get God's permission because even the devil is under his I don't know what you're dealing with today, but can I just take a minute and remind you that whatever it is, it is under his feet. I don't know what news you got from the doctor this week, but it's under his feet. I don't know what you're going through in your home, but it's under his feet. I don't know what you're going through in your marriage, but it's under his feet. Whatever it is, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. There's no problem he can't solve. There's no sickness he can't heal. There's no habit he can't break. There's no bondage he can't release. There's nothing broken he can't fix. There's nothing needed he can't supply. There's no question to which he's not the answer. God has put everything 
under his feet. Paul said it like this in Philippians chapter 2. God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. In heaven that's the angels. On earth that's us. And under the earth that's the demons. I'm trying, I'm trying to move on to the next point but somebody in here needs to be reminded that Jesus is Lord. It's under his feet. Paul illuminates the master's dominion. I'm almost done. But then he goes on to insinuate a mystical union. A mystical union. It's in the text. You just don't see it yet. Let me show you. Point number two, a mystical union. That's, that's where I am, a mystical union. He gave him to be head over all things to the church. NIV says he appointed him to be head over everything for the church. We talked last week about the church as the body of Christ. And Paul says here that Christ, that Jesus is the head of the body. Now we have seen in the earlier phrase that Paul stresses the dominion of Christ over everything. But here we come to understand that dominion is most evident, must be, should be most evident in the church. He is the head of all things to the church. In other words, how are we going to take his rule, his reign, his dominion, his kingdom into the world, out into the darkness, if he ain't ruling in the church? Now, I know that the first thought is when we say him ruling in the church, we're thinking about the building or Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, but I want to tell you the church is not the building. The church is sitting next to you. The church is in your seat. Right? He's the head over everything to the church. Somebody shout, I am, I am. the church. <laughs> if we're going to be the church that Jesus built, he got to be head over me. I don't get to call the shots. I'm not running anything. I don't run my life. I don't get to do what I want to do and say what I want to say and go where I want to go. I am subject to his headship. That's the continuation of his dominion. But I also want to take a look at another insinuation here because the implication of head, the word head here, is not just dominion, but it is also union. Paul says, Christ is the head, the church is the body. Christ is the head, the church is the body. 
Christ is the head. Church is the body. That speaks of union with Christ. The head and the body are connected. The body does not get to do anything, go anywhere, make any decisions without the head. That's union. Y'all, it is impossible for the head to be one place and the body to be another. That's union. If we are the body of Christ, then where Christ sits, we sit. If we are the body of Christ, where Christ is situated, we are situated. Ah, so it, it makes sense then that Paul says over in the next chapter, he has raised us up and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Would you shout please where he is? We are. we are. Let me let me cut on across the field so we can go on to communion. If every I, I don't want to make nobody mad and I hope I don't get in any trouble, but I'm gonna preach what's right anyway. If everything is under his feet, I'm moving slow because I want you to stay with me. If everything is under his feet. And we are his body. Then where does that place us? I haven't asked you to look at nobody. But help me transition to my clothes and tell somebody who will listen to you what's under his feet is under mine when we realize the master's dominion and when we understand that we are in a mystical union, we will worship differently. Because we won't worship wondering if everything is going to be all right. We worship knowing that everything is going to be all right. If we really understood that everything is under his dominion and we are in perfect union, then we wouldn't have to wait until the battle is over. We could shout right now. When we understand his dominion and we appreciate our mystical union, we will serve differently. Our actions, our interactions, our reactions would be different. Our ministries would be different. If the church of Jesus Christ ever comes to realize that he has dominion and we're in perfect union, then we'll be all right with sticking to the gospel no matter what the consequence. If the church of the living God will recognize his dominion and utilize the union we have, then we'll lay hands on the sick. 
y'all don't hear me, and expect them to recover. Then we'll cast out demons. We'll speak truth to power if we understood his dominion then we would walk in victory we would operate in authority we would live with expectancy we would speak with clarity we would stand with integrity we would serve with humility we would face storms with serenity if we would get it his dominion when you know your head is in charge then you don't have to fight for position you don't have to be insecure about who you are when you know who he is that's why I only half buy this whole concept of self-image because my self-image is really just a reflection of my God image. And because he has dominion, then I walk with that same authority. Y'all don't believe it because it's under his feet. It's under my feet because where Jesus is, that's where we are because Jesus is the head and we are the body where he is we are don't look at anybody just look at me and say pastor where he is we are because we're connected we're in relationship I abide in him and he abides in me no wonder the psalmist said and he who dwells in the secret place of the most high am, shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him I trust surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings shall I take refuge his truth will be my shield and my buckler you shall not be afraid for the terror by day nor the arrow that flies by night nor the pestilence that walks in darkness nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come near you only with your eyes will you look and see the reward of the wicked because you made the Lord who is my refuge even the most high your dwelling place no evil shall befall you no plague will come near your dwelling he'll give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways 
into their hands. They shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. You'll tread on the lion. You'll walk on the cobra, the young lion, and the serpent. You'll trample on their feet. Would you encourage yourself and say, Self is under my feet. Self is under my feet. I shall not be afraid. It's under my feet. I will not fear. It's under my feet. I won't turn back. It's under my feet. I don't care what they say. It's under my feet. 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 That's why every now and then I got to pick them up and put them down just to remind myself it's under my feet. Hallelujah! under his feet it's under yours I'll make you the head and not the tail above only and not beneath I know I'm right about it God promised it back in Genesis chapter 3 when he was passing out judgment and said to the serpent you're going to bruise the woman's seed heel but he's going to crush your head I'm not scared of what man can do to me I'm not scared of what the devil can do to me He placed everything under his feet. And he's my head. And if it's under his feet, and I'm his body, and he's my head, then it's under my feet. I ain't worried about it. Go ahead and go home and go to sleep. You hear me? Sleep tonight. Sleep tonight. Sleep tonight. Sleep. I don't claim to be a prophet. I'm just prophetic sometimes. He said you won't need a drink to do it neither. Sleep. Sleep. You sleep tonight. You sleep tonight. You sleep tonight. got it you understand it if you get it give him some kind of praise 
Stay with me. Take me to C sharp. That's going to be too high. Take me down to C. You may have to remind yourself. You may have to remind yourself. Listen, I don't care if you look crazy. Something come up this week. Stuff try to suck you back into. Right. You just at work while you're at work, just. They cuss you out, you ain't got to say nothing back. Doctor, the report don't look good. Stomp out of there. I got joy in my soul. God is in control. Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day. But I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. Say, this means war. This means war. I got joy in my soul. God is in control. Satan on my trail. But I'm singing all as well. He's attacking every day. But I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. This thing. This thing. This thing. This thing.
places in Christ Jesus and then seated us right in those same heavenly places with the spiritual blessings. You don't have anything that, 
that you're lacking. Everything you need, you have because you have Jesus. Everything. All right, I, I got to... I used to wonder, I used to wonder what my dad was talking about when he talked about feeling the fire burning. What you waiting on? We don't play with it. not done. He's not done.
sometimes you get stuck on an instrument sometimes you want to give it to him too if you are here and you have not received the Lord Jesus, if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus as your Savior, I got some good news for you. Check this out. God loved the world. That's everybody without exception. The world so much that he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus Christ. So that whosoever believes on him, that's anybody, should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's good news. Check it out. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. How wonderful is that? That God loved everybody so much that he would give his own dear son so that anybody could be saved. All you have to do is accept the gift. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you don't have Jesus, you're working too hard. You're working too hard, trying to get it right. Trying to get past this, trying to get over that. You're working too hard, right? That's why the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Wages are paid for work performed. But he says the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life isn't a wage. You don't work for eternal life. Eternal life is a gift. All you do is receive it. Pastor, let me get some stuff together and then I'll come. You're working too hard. If you could clean yourself up, you wouldn't need a Savior. I know we clean up well. Look like we've got it all together and always have, but the truth of the matter is everybody in here who is saved had to be washed in the same blood of Jesus Christ. All of us have a story. I promise you, it's the best decision you'll ever make. If you're not sure you're saved, would you come now? You can be sure. Everybody's going to spend eternity somewhere you can know that you're going to spend yours with Jesus Christ. We can't promise you an easy walk, but it is worth it. It's so worth it. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus Christ. If you're here, you're not saved, you're not sure you're saved, would you come now? You want somebody to walk with you? They will. We really just don't want you to miss the opportunity. You're not too dirty. You haven't gone too far. You haven't been gone too long. Thank you, sir. If you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ, and you can't get it right without him. That's the first call. If you're here, you're not sure you're saved, you can be saved today. 
Come on. Oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. I promise it's worth it. It's worth it. God bless you. Here's the second call. Maybe you, you're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity. But you know that the Lord wants you here in this part of his family as your church home. If you know the Lord wants you here, would you come now? If he wants you here, come on. Those two calls. If you're not sure you're saved or if you know that the Lord wants you here, come now. Again, you don't have to walk by yourself. Just nudge the person next to you. They will be glad to walk with you. We really just don't want you to miss the opportunity. Those two calls. If you're not sure you're saved or you know the Lord wants you here, come on. A wonderful change has come over me. A wonderful change Ooh, has come over me. Oh, he changed my life completely. And now I see it. I sit at my Savior's feet to do what must be done. I work and work until my Savior comes. Oh, He changed me. Oh, He changed. changed the way I walk. He changed the way I talk. Oh, he changed my life. I'm so glad. Come on and testify. He changed me. He changed me. Oh, he changed me. I'm so glad. not where I'm going to be, but I'm not what I used to be. Oh, he changed me.
you all want to um, you want to invite Jesus into your heart you want to be saved ready to let him be in charge are you okay all right so you've heard the good news right that God loved Tracy God loved Janiah I said it right and Kalia God loved you all so much that he gave Jesus to die in your place. You heard that, right? But he's not still dead. Because after three days, he got up from the grave. Right? Do you believe that? That's, that's a whole lot. You believe that? And the same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is the same power that will work in your life if you let it. All right? Can you say with me, Jesus is Lord? Yeah, that means he's in charge, he's running stuff, and you're not. You okay with that? Yeah, good. What do you say, church? Good, good, good. What's today? March 1st? March 1st, 2020 is your rebirth day. I don't care what happened before today. Today, you are a new creature. How about that? That's not bad, huh? Yeah, let's give God praise for these ladies. We're going to celebrate what Jesus did together. We're going to have a communion. We're going to have the Lord's Supper. Right after that, um, Mrs. Burks, the lady who's standing right there, she's going to come down and get you and take you and give you some information and get some from you, all right? God bless all three of you. God bless you. God bless you. screen. She will lead first and then we'll lead together. Uh, if you're able, would you stand as we recommit ourselves? Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now, in the presence of God in this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, 
to walk circumspectly in the world. and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. To be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Amen. If you are communing with us for the first time today, we do practice here at Mount Calvary what is referred to as open communion. That is to say that you do not have to be a member of this church to partake. Thank you. We do ask that you would examine yourself. As the Apostle Paul has said, you are not examining to see if you have sinned since the last time we were together for the Lord's Supper. Examination is to see where you stand in relation to what Jesus has done about the sin problem. If you are part of God's family through Jesus Christ, no matter what household, you are welcome at the Father's table. One Father. Let's turn to the table. Father, we thank you for this time together, communing with you and with each other. We thank you most of all for Jesus Christ, whose body was given, whose blood was shed in our place. We remember him, and we stand as the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to sit in heavenly places. Thank you for providing every need. Bless these elements we're about to receive. Bless those of us who will serve your people. And help us to see beyond what we can see. In the name of Jesus and for your glory alone, amen. far by faith and we're leaning on the Lord and we're trusting for he's never failed 
Everybody right. 
Jesus. 
of sins. I take and drink all of it. We thank God for Jesus Christ. you're going to have to face going back out of these doors I don't know what you're going to have to face when you get home I don't know what you're walking into tomorrow this I know God has put everything under Jesus feet and we are Jesus body and so if it's under his feet it's under yours all right Miss Guy, who am I supposed to be taking communion with today? You don't remember? Well, I got to take, I'm, I'm going with one of the deacons and ministers to take communion. 
so I can't stand back here for long but it's been a while since I hugged everybody's neck <laughs> who said me oh I'm going with you y'all pray for you pastor <laughs> if there's nothing else let's stand and be dismissed receive the benediction There is one uh, piece of information that we need to know. The, the team that is setting up the art exhibit that begins next week, they will begin setting up today after church. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, as quickly as we can get out of the lobby area, they can start setting up. Thankfully, it looks beautiful outside. I don't know if it's cold or not. But um, if you could go on past the lobby, that would be very helpful. And then you'll see the exhibit. Let's receive the benediction. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.